0: Welcome to Moms Without Resumes, where ordinary moms can have a voice. We are two moms, and we haven't written a book, started a charity, or created a product that's gone viral. Or a product that's gone anywhere. Yeah, we haven't even created a product. We haven't created a 10-step program on how to get a resume. We don't have a blog. We aren't on a board or being asked to speak. We aren't experts, and we don't have anything to sell you. But when you feel discouraged and frustrated
1: because your home or life doesn't fit on a nice shiny Instagram photo, if you don't have a resume, then come hang out with us. This is the place for you.
0: Since it's August, we are having a back to school focused episode. Today we are going to be talking flops, flips and growths all related to homeschooling. And we have a guest with us, Stephanie. Hi, I'm Laura and today I fed my
1: kids breakfast. Nice, I'm Casey, and today I cleaned up my kitchen.
0: Oh, that's yeah.
1: that's great. It was a mess. It was <laughs> a real big mess. <laughs> but I cleaned it up.
2: Good <laughs> sense of accomplishment it has... when it's cleaned.
1: Yeah. yeah it I mean good. I probably by the time I get home it won't be clean because my kids okay. are there. But... Just enjoy it while it is. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. is a problem. <laughs> I'm Stephanie, and I actually
2: did some meal prep for my husband's lunch this week. Oh, nice,
0: nice. Very organized. Cool. Doesn't always happen. (laughs) Okay, well, Stephanie, thanks so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so weirdly, I've been in your house, but this is the first time we've actually met, so you have a, well, it was a home church, I think, it's not a home church now, and we checked it out, but you guys happened to be out of town that time, so... Yes, yeah, so I didn't get a chance to meet you. I until, know, so I just kind of felt kind of like I'm like this creepy stalker or something. But no,
2: not at all. I was just
0: trying to come to church. <laughs> not at
2: all. <laughs> Our home was open to anyone yes. at the time. So <laughs>
0: thank you.
2: Well, would you mind just
0: sharing a little bit about you?
2: Uh, sure. Uh, so again, my name is Stephanie. I've been married. It'll be twenty years this September. Oh, That's awesome. crazy. to Think about. Thank you. You guys gonna do anything special? Worth f- talking about it we're figuring that out still yeah yes um and then we have one son he just turned 14 and this will be our seventh year homeschooling
0: him mm, yeah. awesome yeah that's nice. great it's my seventh year homeschooling also is it the same uh, for you okay Or, um <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard question
1: uh no i've been six six years six years okay uh-huh. cool well
0: yeah, yeah much all about the same yeah. same mm-hmm. pace. Okay, well, Stephanie, to help our listeners get to know you a little better, I have a couple questions. Okay. So the first question is, just what first drew you to homeschooling?
2: I don't ever remember a time where I wasn't interested in homeschooling. Um, my son, my, my sister's kids are quite a few years older than my son, and she started homeschooling them, and I just really loved what they were doing and coming away with. And so I think that was always on the front of my mind of this would be a good fit, yeah, for family.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Have you had doubts along the way, or have you always just kind of felt like, yeah, this is?
2: Oh, this wait, is it. T- wait till you get to
1: my flaw.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <Very> <laughs> <laughs> so much suspense. I know. <laughs> okay, we'll chat. Sounds <laughs> good. So um, the second question is: What has been a highlight from your homeschooling years? I think not last year, but the year before
2: last year was really neat. Um, with the program that we do, uh, this was just a particular part where I really got to see a tremendous amount of growth in him, and um, he got to do a lot of really fun and neat things, and see all the things that he had been working towards really come to fruition. So it was really, it was really neat to see that in him.
0: Yeah, yes. it's definitely rewarding to yes, see yes, some kind of the fruits of our labor yeah. really
2: showed forth um, two years ago.
0: Yeah, so that's cool. It was neat. So that's okay. yeah. And um, now my last question is, if you have a curriculum guide, do you A, sit down and read through it before the school year starts, B, crack it open the first day of school, or C, toss it out? I do look at it beforehand,
2: um, but I'm not going to pretend that I look at it thoroughly. Mm. So that's fair
0: it's to say. Can you get an overview? I get an overview, and then I, I dig deeper as we go along. Nice. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. I tend to be the toss it out person, which then I'm three quarters of the way through the mm-hmm. year digging it out and being like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing here?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm the one who opens it up the day of. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to
0: have flashcards made. Oh, hold on, guys. There's <laughs> the flashcards card too. <laughs> just because I have
1: an overview doesn't
2: mean I'm prepared.
0: <laughs> we'll start school tomorrow. Let me get. <laughs> the details here. Lots of rearranging (laughs) our week.
2: Yeah. So I look through that guide. Oh, let's do that on Thursday instead of today. Yes,
1: I've I've done that where I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to put cards one to a hundred on a piece of paper, you know, on a card. Okay, Mm -hmm. we'll just switch the lessons around and we'll do that tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just a guide, right? Mm -hmm. Just a guide. Okay, Mm -hmm. well, so on this episode, we'll all be sharing our flops, flips, and growths um, and as they relate to homeschooling. So Casey, will you share, start us off with your flop, please? Sure. My flop can be summed up
1: in a quote that I read online during uh, when everything was shut down. And it said, uh, you know, during COVID, um, it said, you can have a good day or you can teach math. <laughs> I'll oh, that one <laughs> I've seen that. That. <laughs> really that is my flop, math. Math is like we have tried five different curriculums in the time that I've homeschooled because you know I've just like struggled so hard so much teaching math um my you know two of my kids we have the biggest arguments or you know butt heads the most when we're teaching math um and I have you know two adopted kiddos so two of them are in the same grade and two of and then the other two are in the same grade. So we do math together. So some of that, I think, comes from just them being competitive with each other. And, right. like, there's a lot of math games, which is great. Because we have, you know, two or three, if you include me, people playing the game. So that works really well for math games and stuff. But then there's this, you know, competitive part, which we've had to really work on. Like, you know, you win some games and you lose some games. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, this... And so we just, yeah, I just feel like math has been such a struggle, and we've switched math so many times. One summer, we did Mathapalooza, where we tried to do as many math lessons in one day as we could, and I gave them all, I gave them 50 cents per math lesson to spend at the candy store. Nice. (laughs) we did like, we did like 10 to 15 math lessons in two days. And we just, because we were so behind in the curriculum. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, we can't get behind in math. And so, yeah, I think that's been my biggest struggle. Um, Currently, we're doing, uh, with the older kids, we're doing math mammoth, which is a little bit more independent. Mm -hmm. And that has definitely helped with the fighting because Mm -hmm. they teach them just a tiny little mini lesson and then they go off and do it. So I'm hoping it doesn't, I'm hoping that it still keeps them up to par on their math because Mm -hmm. they don't want them to get behind but it's definitely solved some of the problems in terms of arguing and you know getting angry and me yelling and all that stuff so (laughs) that's been good yeah (laughs) but yeah math has always just been big struggle for me and then I'd be like standing in line to buy tickets for something and I'll do the math wrong in my head and I'm like oh that's why my kids struggle with me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because I can't multiply that's you me. know 12 times 5 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I don't know I must just not have a math brain or sh- mm. I don't either <laughs> I
0: don't either
1: <laughs> at least and- with the curriculum you get the answers right? mm. yes
0: know? When you're multiplying <laughs> it in line,
1: when I'm multiplying it in line for the what your phone is for calculator. Right. Adults sure. get to cheat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right. Oh no, okay. it's hard. Yeah, that's my flaw. Well, I'll I will be interested to talk to you more about math, mammoths just because you know we've been doing the same curriculum, um, Right Start Math, yes. and I'm just really having a hard time. And I love the program, but it just takes a lot of time for the teacher, and I'm just, like, so worried to step away to another math curriculum that they're going to have gaps, or that, you know, Right Start Math is taught it one way, and, math, ma- you know, another math program is going to teach it a different way, and they'll be all confused, so... Right. We don't have to get into that now, but yeah. I have no, to pick I. Your brain. I am
1: still doing. Right, start with my younger two. Yeah. I don't feel like they're old enough to do independent yet. But right. And there was some of that with Math Mammoth. Like there were some things that they taught differently that we had to like, kind of reteach or explain. I had to kind of explain like, well, this is the same thing you used to do. It's just they're just laying it out different. You know. Yeah. Well, my son is actually going to be taking a math class at our local charter school,
2: and he, So oh. to make you feel better, he's so excited. I kid you not, he says, because now he ha- he'll have a teacher to ask questions that will have answers
1: for
2: <laughs> So many times I'm like, I don't know. Let's try and figure it out together. I mean, it's already been an hour. I don't want to dig deeper. Like, he's like, we don't have answers now. I said, I know, but we have to figure this out. So he said, I'm so excited that I can just raise my hand in class and have someone be able to. To tell me that's funny. <laughs> that's, funny. That's, no. funny.
1: that's funny don't feel bad <laughs> so we did just watch this movie and it was a good movie i would recommend it but it's called jerry and marge go large and it's about these older couple who discover a flaw in the lottery system i and heard about this from it, my, but he is like an else. amazing mathematician and he's mm-hmm. sitting there figuring this math out like in his head now I, obviously it's a movie so i don't know how fast it, it is a true story so i don't know how fast the real person did it, but you're watching it going, Oh my gosh, you're doing math so fast in your head right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is, you know. yeah, It's you do not have a math brain. Yeah. So it's okay. How about your
2: flop, Stephanie? Oh, so my flop, um, I had kind of said something earlier. It pretty much spanned all of last year, like three quarters of it. Spring break, we hit, a a big wall Mm -hmm. so we do a program um, same one as Casey does um, part of a group and in the younger years the way it's set up is you meet for in a community for the day and you go over um, science and history and art and then the parents go home and then they take that information they dig deeper during the rest of the week with their kiddos um, at my son's age, he was the equivalent of seventh grade last year, the program shifts where they still meet once a week um, in community and they're with their peers and they, you know, I don't, the moms don't have to be there, they're in class with, you know, one other um, instructor. But the way it's set up is that he needs to do all of the work beforehand and it's seminar style, style where he needs to come prepared for class. And to be able to participate, to offer ideas, and to talk about what it is that he's learned. So it's a completely different shift in how the schooling is done. Also, there's kind of a theme over the year, and it's ownership. Having him take ownership over his education, over his scheduling, over his schooling. And this is where (laughs) I failed big time. Mm. Because part of me was like, yes, I've arrived! He's now you know, doing it, he's a lot more in control. But what I failed to recognize is that life organizational skills is a taught skill and not something that he oh. just learns through osmosis because I've done it for six years. Yeah. And, and to be fair, there was a lot of other things going on. One, I think I had, you know, we kind of, I kind of alluded to it, checked out and was like sort of having my year of I think I'm done homeschooling, but I hadn't really processed that you know mm-hmm. but my attitude was kind of you you go you do this is you know kind of all on you and then i have a then 13 year old who a lot's going on in his brain and body and everything else in between and so it was just a real big clash so you know i would meet with him on sunday nights we would go over his guide and say this is what you need to have done before class on friday You figure out how you need to get that done. And I would just kind of let it go. And then, you know, come Thursday, and it wouldn't get done, or he'd need my help, and he'd say, I don't have time. Why didn't she ask me on Tuesday? Mm -hmm. And it was just this really big clash. And then I would overreact and become a micromanager and want to take over because I'm like, oh my gosh, he's failing at this, you know? And he wasn't. He just was still a kid who had not been taught this very Mm -hmm. well yet. And then come springtime, it was two to three times a week in tears, and we were just both done with each other and done with school, and I was really questioning whether or not we wanted to continue homeschooling at all. Um, So that is my major flop Mm. (laughs) of teaching him ownership over his education. It just did not go well
0: at all. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you'll have a lot a of good tips to share with us <laughs> coming I, up.
2: I don't know.
1: We'll see. We're, we're still in the recovery process, so mm-hmm. has, has it been nice to have a break from school over the summer? Or you, did you take a break, I guess? Yes, I we did her?
2: take a break, and it has been really, really nice and um, been good for both of us. Really good. Mm-hmm. Some perspective has been gained and, and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Big flop there. It's mm-hmm. like it was a full on face plant.
0: My arms didn't even brace myself when I hit the ground. With that yeah. hand, so did you feel like going into that year like, Okay, I got this? No. No, okay. Because no. I know so that happens to me sometimes. I'm like, I've got this and then God decides to humble me in. <laughs> No I think that
2: was also part of my problem is my attitude was I want him to have it. I'm I wanted I just I didn't go in with a good attitude mm-hmm. and that is also part of my flop is gotcha. that I had kind of hit this the threshold of, just sort of wanting to hand the reins over to him. So I was overexcited about this ownership thing, um, which is so wrong to put solely on the shoulders of a thirteen-year-old mm-hmm. boy who mm-hmm. hadn't been taught how that looks. So right. It was it was mainly a me problem, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Mm. Uh, well, I I had also uh, read. Uh, when I was, tra- was talking about boys, it was a book about boys, raising boys, and it um, said something about how when they get to their teenage years, they kind of reject their mother. So mm. there could have been also some of that. There's happening.
2: a lot of that <laughs> part of it. So so when I talk about my flip, I'll kind of address okay. that a little yeah. bit, okay. because um, I've sensed that, is and mine was only
1: twelve and a yeah. little bit, just in little things. So
2: Which yeah. is another reason why we're doing a math class. It's taught by a male teacher, and I'm excited mm. him to, ha- to for him to have kind of a a male instructor or authority figure that yeah. might kind of I'm, we'll see how it goes. Yeah,
0: you know, but um, I heard that from a mom who um homeschooled eight boys, oh. and she was saying that when they that to, yeah, hard. they need a man to mm. be able to rub up against. Yeah, we've
2: been praying for mentors for him, and God has been
1: yeah.
0: delivering. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. that's a cool yeah. prayer.
1: That's
0: neat. Yeah, well, my flop is just teaching, my, and so I have four boys, but only two have been school age. So my third one is just almost turning six, and so he'll be starting school up. So I've only really been homeschooling two kids all along. And so they've just been really, they had just been really reluctant readers. And um, my philosophy had always just been, we're just going to keep chipping away at it. Like, we're just going to mm-hmm. keep doing the lesson every day. And, you know, over time, hopefully we'll build. And so... It's not a total flop, because my boys are finally reading on their own, but they're almost 12 and 10, so it's definitely a long road, and there was just so, so many flops in that road, because I would get so frustrated with them, and yell, and, you know, just probably made them learning to read that much harder, because it was probably traumatizing them, like, if I don't get this right, mom's gonna get upset, Mm -hmm. and... I just said you know jokingly but half serious if you want to torture somebody like have them sit down and teach a kid to read <laughs> because like, just like the m a p run no That's, it doesn't even have the same letters like how did we get run out of map i don't know it like, oh my goodness um Ooh. so they, did, they are reading on their own and they're at grade level so that's really exciting for me but it was definitely a big struggle for a lot of years and so now my almost six year old I'm going to try a new philosophy out on and instead of just trying to keep chipping away at it you know every day I'm just going to try to wait until he's really showing more signs of readiness yeah. and I don't know that that will be he's like yes I want to read it might just be that when I have him sound out map he can get map out of it he doesn't get run or Sam or tom right, or something right. else out of it. He can say app, map and be like, okay, this is a sign of readiness, you yes. know? So I'll have to be doing a little bit here and there on meeting just to kind of test him out and see if he's showing signs of readiness. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think I'm going to be trying to go over it every day if he's not really getting it because I just feel like that just created a lot of frustration mm-hmm. for us. So that's my fault. Yeah. yeah. So we can go on to flips, Casey.
1: Flips. Um. So my flip. One of the best things that has gone well in our homeschooling is a lunch lit, and we call it lunch mm. lit. And it's during lunch I read to them. So yes, I don't get to eat lunch very well, or I have to eat really fast after lunch mm-hmm. lit or whatever. But yeah. they're eating, so they're quiet. And I read, um, just we just read a novel at lunchtime, and so we just mm-hmm. plug our way through a novel. But I, um, it it's been really great. They love it. Um, they will like finish a chapter, and depends on the book, but they'll finish a chapter and be like, oh my gosh, keep reading, just don't stop, don't stop, you know. And some books, I don't know if you've read the Green Ember series, but mm-hmm. his series, every chapter ends like with a cliffhanger almost, and it's so they series. just are begging me to keep reading, and I I love it. I'm like yes, mm-hmm. keep begging me to keep reading, you know. Um. so that's a good series I brought a couple books here I'm gonna just try to briefly talk through also why I like Lunch Lit but like The Horse and His Boy from Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia we just have had like there's so many good lessons in that book um mm-hmm. you know like even I just remember the one where there's the horses and she's on one horse I think and there's a lion chasing her maybe and or something and and I think it's Aslan who tell he's asking questions well why was the lion chasing her or something and he says well that's not for you to know and that's Mm -hmm. her story and not yours and I just think that's such a beautiful picture like Mm -hmm. in our life we wonder well why is this happening to this person or why is whatever and well that's his story that's not yours and even with my kids we can we talk about like uh, when they are something's unfair or you know they're getting in trouble for something and they're saying well so and so they did this and I said well that's between them and God that's yeah. not yours that's you're responsible for you and they're responsible to God for that and you know that kind of thing um and then the the uh, missionary stories Christian heroes then and now they're awesome so I love them and they just are missionary stories from they're by Janet and Jeff Benj but they, George Mueller was one of our favorites, um, but it just tells their story as a child and then moves on and to their missionary time. Uh, because of when dixie okay, I so my kids didn't one. love it, but but there was one part in the book um, where we were, I guess it was, you know, there's a part in the book where she's, she's crying in the rain because she's yelling at her dad for her mom leaving, I think is what it yeah. was. It was a while ago we read this one but we were just talking about how because we were reading it and we're sitting at the table we just started talking about how yeah things there are really hard things that people have to go through mm. and like i said one of my kids is adopted and he or two of them and he, but one of them said to me I said, well, can you guys think of any hard things in your life? And he said to me, oh, yeah, like losing my first family. That's hard. And I don't even know that he remembers a lot. Like he was one and a half when we adopted him from China. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he could verbalize it, and he's also not our talker. He he does not talk a lot. So for him to be able to just connect Mm -hmm. from the book, to be able to say, hey, yeah, that, that is something hard in my life and I didn't even bring it up he brought it up yeah you know I just so I love the lunch lit idea because it gives you opportunities to have those conversations with your kids when you can stop and just talk about it we like listening to books too but I feel like when I read it out loud I can stop oh my gosh guys did you hear that part what you know what is this going on and this is another good one Andrew and the fire Drake by Doug Douglas Wilson there's a part in that book where the guy tells him, you have to not be tempted to go to the right. or so, It's something like that. Okay, mm. I'm not probably expecting it. Well then he's oh I won't be tempted, I won't be tempted. Well then of course he gets there and he's tempted because of this thing and so we we've had this whole long conversation about temptation mm. and you know and I think, so anyway if you find good books to read, try Lunch Lit and it doesn't have to be lunch, it could be dinner, it could be afternoon tea. I know some people mm-hmm. do like an afternoon tea time thing or Morning or whatever, but lunch lift has worked really well for us, and it's
0: been great. Yeah, that's awesome. We've been doing what we call morning time, although it hasn't been in the morning for a long time, but we do something similar. Except I've been doing a lot of books since my boys hadn't really been reading on their own. I had a lot of books that I was reading to them, and so it's now that they're reading more on their own. I think we're gonna scale back, and I think that might be a good way to do it. To do over lunch time. Were you doing like. A little bit of each book mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And how did
1: you wrote how did you keep track of that? Um, I struggled with doing that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess I just did the next chapter. So okay. And were they all novels or was one like a history type book? Yeah. Or? I tried to make like one a history, one a science, and one That's a right. like fairy tale. Kind of those oh. be my three main ones. Okay. And then there was a couple other books that we we'd rotate through, like once a week, I'd read from a geography book, and once a week I'd read from like a um, Christian history book and things like that. So, and then we would always we always um, read a poem and read a scripture, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it was real. really good. It's been really great, but I feel like it's also created a lot of stress just because. It's like a solid hour to fit it all in and with little people coming and interrupting. So I'm just realizing it would be good if I scaled back and, you know, maybe we just did one or two books over lunchtime.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm done reading with my son for years, but it's getting harder the older he gets. Mm. Because this year his schooling is and, you know, more... But last year we did some great ones. We did Lord of the Flies and Fahrenheit 451 mm-hmm. and The Book of Thief. Wow. And so like really having these, like Casey was saying, just the conversations becoming more and more rich. Um, and this year, I know this semester, I really want to do The Hiding Place with him. So, But it's she getting hard. Be. I can't do it as often anymore. So. Yeah. so I'll pick one book and I just know it's going to take a lot right. longer. Which to is true, yeah. Okay, I think yeah. it's
0: better to have quality over quantity. I think Time so.
2: Maybe stuff a lot in to yeah. do one well. Don't chew on it mm-hmm. and talk about it. Yeah, absorb it. It's hard because I'm a reader and I want to like mm. get it all
0: in. But yes, it, but. And and that's the thing really with hours. books is there's a lot of really good books out there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yes. it's a blessing to have so many good books, but you can't get through them yeah. all.
1: And it's we hard. have dropped
0: a book. Like there was one book that I was. I've like, done that too.
1: Okay, so, guys, so. are you into this book? Like we were like halfway through, and we just were not into it. Nobody, and it's like okay, okay yeah, yeah, we're no. done. It's yeah, <laughs> chuck it. Get a different book.
2: <laughs> and that's good too, because as adults, you know, if if they you do instill a love for learning. A reading in them, then they know that they can have that freedom to say, I I have only so many hours in my time and I don't want to waste it on this, so I'm going to pick Mm -hmm. something different and give themselves permission to do that. Because there's going to be a lot of books through their schooling years that they can't do that. They have to finish. But if you want to create a love for reading in them, I think it's okay that you, if you're not enjoying this, move on to something more enjoyable. Mm
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: How about your flip? We get to hear more of your story. More of my my story. So my flip. So clearly I didn't want to leave life the way that it was over spring break where we were at odds with each other and wanting to quit and give up. So there were four things that really happened, and I'll go over them quickly, um, that really have hopefully shifted. Um, One, um, there were two books that sort of came, didn't come to me, but anyway, I was reading that uh, helps. One is called Your Teenager's Not Crazy. Oh. <laughs> really great book. Yeah, so t- <laughs> I know. we have to I'm writing it's it down. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about this book is it talks about the physiological changes that are going. And, you know, we know teenagers, hormones, you know, their brain is being rewired. And I knew this, but I didn't... This book goes into greater detail as to what's going on. So really understanding what he's processing and what is happening with him um, was very helpful to me to see. And a greater appreciation for the challenges that he's facing and really the, you know, what is going on with him. So just a deeper understanding of who he is and what's going on with him was really good. The other one I highly recommend, it's called The Age of Opportunity by mm. Paul Tripp. Um, And this one, I was, (laughs) I cracked it open and I was excited to, to read it. And I was like, okay, you know, teach me how to parent my child. Like the first three chapters was all about what was going on in my heart and the idols in my own heart that were preventing me from having quality conversations about Christ to my son. And I went, oh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of a big, a big, um, you know, eye opening. Thing um, because this is the age of opportunity. This is a great age to really sit down and have these thoughtful conversations um, with your child and and really embracing the opportunities when there is angst or frustration to sit down and say, What is going on and how can I steer this person towards Christ, you know, in in, in their own heart? And um, instead of just getting frustrated and moving past it so so those two things were really eye-opening and humbling for me to really see this is what's going on with your son and this is what's going on in your own heart that's preventing um, you guys from having a solid relationship
0: Um, Mm, wow yeah that sounds like a hard read
2: you have to be willing to be humble. well I yes and I didn't realize that was happening so it hit me like ice water in the face but it was Mm. what I needed really truly so it was good. the second thing was something called the color test. I think that's what it's called. It's a personality test. Um, oh,
0: I've just heard about that actually yeah, from a friend.
2: It's, it's fantastic. Um, I recommend it to anyone who has. That's in the book, or that's a separate. Thing? It's a separate thing. Sorry, oh, okay. no, it's, it came to us through another another venue, but um, I think it's like thirty dollars. Um, so, but oh. I so there's a cost to it, but you get a whole breakdown, and there's four colors: yellow, blue, white, and red. Um. And I've done personality tests before, but what I loved about this one is that my husband, my son, and myself did it. Um, it really breaks down how to parent a child who is this color if you're this color. And that has never been mm. done before. How to teach them if they're this color and you're this another color. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a blue and my son's a yellow. Mm-hmm. So how to parent a yellow, How to how to teach a yellow. And then for the yellow, there were some really great tips of... And he is at that age where he is, one of his strengths is he's, he's incredibly introspective. He, he's mm-hmm. very good at reflecting on himself, his strengths and weaknesses, and processing, you know, externally and internally. And so having these conversations and him saying, yeah, I am absolutely like that, and then having these tips of, okay, I'm a yellow this is what I need to do in order to strengthen these weaknesses. So, and we laughed a lot through it because it'll tell you your strengths and your weaknesses or it doesn't call it weaknesses. I can't remember, limitations or something like that. Hmm. And we were laughing a lot because especially at the limitations for all three of us because we're like, yeah, you know, my son would be like, mom, you're so like that. And oh gosh. You know, My husband was like, yep, I'm so like that. And so now we, we tease each other lovingly knowing... Um, that this is who we are, and work through it. So that was really um, a very good eye-opening opportunity for me to look at and just kind of get a, you know, you think you know your children, and you do, I do, nothing in there really surprised me, but it broke things down in a more simple way for me to really say, oh, okay, so this is how I should relate, and this is how this is, my personality
0: is prohibiting me from relating to him in a healthier way. So it was really good yeah mm-hmm. yeah like I said I have a friend who mentioned that she said I think there was a book but it sounds like you it had a different is. resource you need to just it, go online to color or something probably it came through his
2: charter school that he's also hooked up with okay. it's a school charter school here in town mm-hmm. so um it, we were given that resource through them okay so beyond that I don't really know yeah yeah cool but it that was good cool. it was it was good timing yeah part Um, the third thing was just having a conversation with my husband, you know, he's, um, and I have always said, we will homeschool as long as relationships are intact, Mm. you know, but we've always said that, um, and he is so supportive and he gets it and he loves it and he loves homeschooling. He loves where this is headed and where we've been. And, um, I'm grateful to have just such a supportive husband. And he's always said, you know, do it as long as you want to do it. Um, but he's also said, and I've always, we've said together that, um, if our son has a really poor education or a really poor experience in life, we can get him through that. So long as our relationship with him is solid and we can mm. direct him, mm. but he can have the best education in the world and go to Ivy League schools and be a highly successful per- person, but if the relationship that we have with him is broken, that will make him more dysfunctional in other relationships. And mm-hmm. that's, that's not, mm-hmm. you know, who cares about worldly success if your relationships are shattered and broken. So mm-hmm. um, we sat down and said, okay, is it, t-, you know, really had big conversations, is it time to call it? Are we at that threshold? What do we do? And I just love that we were able to explore options and see what was acceptable as far as changing things up and what was not and what we were okay with and what we were not okay with of possibly changing. And um, just considering all things, it was really helpful. And then the fourth and final thing that really kind of flipped my flop
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> was honestly having a conversation with my son, multiple mm. conversations with him and sitting down with him and saying, what what is going on? And why isn't this working out? And um, he finally said what I always knew in my heart, and I love that he was able to verbalize it, is, Mom, I just don't like school. Oh, wow. And that's hard to hear for someone yeah. who, one, loves school, and two, pours so much into it, mm-hmm. but it was almost a release, like mm-hmm. name it and claim it kind of thing, mm-hmm. like, okay. You don't like school, and so we, my husband and I, were laying out some options for him. Of like, well, do you want to explore this? Do you like? You can't just hate school and then call it like you have. We have to move forward and mm-hmm. figuring out what what it's going to look like. And a couple of days later, he came back and he's like, "Mom, I still want to homeschool because all the other options, I still have to face school, mm-hmm. and I think homeschool is still the best opportunity for me." But you just need to know that I don't enjoy it. Mm. And there's nothing really you can do. You've done everything that you can. Mm -hmm. There's just nothing you can do. And so it's like, so when you're telling me to take over my education and to learn how to learn on my own, know that it's not something I enjoy doing. Mm. And I'm like, that's fair. Yeah, That's absolutely a fair statement to say that. And so... um, through all of these conversations, just figuring it out. So we did move forward, and we shifted a few things in our school day. And with respect to the guide and figuring out how his week <laughs> looks like, back to my original flop, yeah. now we sit down on Sunday nights, and we open up what, what his workload looks like for the week. And instead of me just saying, okay, get it done by Friday, we'll say, okay, you have a paper due on Friday when do you th- do you think you're gonna need help? Well, I might need help with final edits. Okay, this is when I work. This is when I have an appointment. This is when you have lawn mowing. This is when you have an orthodontist appointment. This is like what your week looks like. Mm-hmm. You tell me within the scope of all of this other thing, all these other things. When do you want me to sit down with you? And he'll say Wednesday morning. I'm like, great. Let's put it in your planner. Awesome. So, it's cool. Now we're like booked in and locked in, and it's it's great, and we can count on each other instead of running into. Um, chaos and, you know. Mm, yeah. So, anyway, that's, that's where we're well. at. So I'm hoping that this year. My goal is to be a lot more gentle with him and understanding, as well as continuing teaching him the skill of organizing his life. Yeah. So, sounds mm, like you yeah. definitely have
1: a lot of really great tips there. Oh, no. For, Sorry, that was, that, was really that was long. That was really long. I, no, I told you it was kind of a long, that's long okay, one. those all really good. It sounds like, and don't you know correct me if I'm wrong, but like you know, you're when they're little, you're you're doing all the work, you're doing mm-hmm. all the teaching. It's very hands on, and then you know it gets to a point, and now you're at a point where almost like. You're trying to hand over that Lorraine's. the reins the reins to him, but you're still holding his hand, and you're like, yes. "I'm gonna hold your hand while you do it, but yes. I'm holding your hand." Mm. Whereas, and then maybe in the following year, it's time to like let go, yes, and, or maybe not. I going it, but it's not you let go more,
2: and that's complicated, especially because yeah. you're right; he is a teenager and he is a boy, and so there's that push-pull with the parental and even the mother. So so anyway, it just got me off guard and was surprised and my attitude was wrong. So I'm hoping that this year will be better for him in mm-hmm. particular and yeah. both of us. So yeah. that's where we're headed. So we have to have you back on the we're show th- next, next, year, next, year, next year, next summer. <laughs> we're back. <How> it goes. <laughs> We're still homeschooling. We did not give up and yeah. um, that was a big discussion for probably about a month that the three of us mm. circled around mm-hmm. um, that um, we're moving forward and we're all on board cool. and, and
0: Doing it so nice. yeah. well my um my flip is that um kind of scheduling related, but I feel like there's a lot of times where I've sat down and tried to write out a schedule, you know, like, okay, at nine AM we're gonna get this done. At nine fifteen we're gonna get this done, you know, ten oh five we're gonna get this done. And the first day, you know, the schedule <laughs> just goes out the window because there's just feels like there's just always so many interruptions to life and I feel like even if we do get on some kind of schedule you know okay we're in a good rhythm there's you know something comes and and just hits it and it goes it falls to the wayside and so um I read some advice from Sarah McKenzie a few years ago and um, and this isn't quite what her advice was but I this is how I kind of took it and applied it to me but she was talking about just like loop scheduling where you know kind of like you work down your list oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and then wherever you stop on your list for the day you pick up at that spot the next day instead of like feeling like you have to start all over again and get what was missed yesterday plus today all in the next day just work down your list and so um, that's that's what I've tried to to apply in my own way, I haven't quite applied it exactly that way, but applied my own way to just do the next thing basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get up, we have our breakfast, we have our chores, we start on math, you know. So it's like we just, instead of trying to have things tied to a timeline, just to try to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we had to spend the morning at doctor's appointments or whatever, when we get home, just trying to pick up with, okay, we're going to start here on our schedule and just kind of try to keep working at it. And I think it's really helped me because in the beginning of homeschooling, it felt like if we didn't get it done in the morning, it wasn't going to happen for the rest of the day. And I think just having the 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 mindset of we're just going to keep working down that list has helped me jump back into school regardless of what time of day it is. Right. Um, you know, if it didn't get done in the morning, okay, we can pick up in the afternoon and it's going to be okay. And I'm not really sure why that that's worked exactly that way when I talk about it. It doesn't seem like those two fit together like well if you don't get it done in the morning why would it be easier to get it done in the afternoon when you just pick up where you left off but somehow it's just helped me to be like okay we're just going to do the next thing we're just going to keep moving right. our way down the list and I think too this is maybe not totally related but in my mind it relates is <laughs> just with trying to get stuff done is to lower expectations, because Mm. I feel like we're so programmed to be, I have to get through this amount of curriculum in this amount of time, and that can create a lot of stress, I think, because so much of life happens. And just for myself, learning that all of life is an education, whether it's math and science, or it's learning how to do chores, or it's learning... Mm. You know, how to manage time or, you know, things like that, learning how to make lunch, all of that stuff is important. We have to learn all of it. And so I feel like that has helped me take off some of the pressure of, I've got to get this much done in this amount of time. Everything we're doing during the day, mostly, anyway. I'm not sure I can quite count the screen time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's on an educational show or something as education, but most of it, I think, can be like, okay. We're learning. Even if we're not learning math, we're learning a life skill. Hopefully. Mm. Have yeah. you um,
2: read the book Teaching for Mass mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Th- does it talk about that kind of loop?
0: I think she I does. Think it it's does. Talks. it's, about it's about been a long time since I read yeah. it, but
2: it was bringing back
0: memories. memories. Yeah, yeah. I have read it, but when I read the loop scheduling, I think it was a blog post. But now that you mentioned, I think it was in her book also. Okay. So, yeah. That's great that it's you have found something that works you know
1: for you I think like isn't it you said you didn't know why it worked and then I think it's been interesting how somebody will give you an idea you try it and it totally flops and someone will give you a different idea you try it and it totally works right mm-hmm. and you know it just depends on our personality and mm-hmm. our family situation on how yeah. busy we are with things you know so that's great
0: yeah, and I think that's something that's important to trying to, just any part of life, but specifically the homeschooling, is you just have to keep trying the things till they work. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: and You might have to adjust as time goes on as situations in life shifts too. Right. I like think it could work for a season. Mm-hmm. You might need to reevaluate and
0: figure it out again. Right. Yeah. Eventually something settles in, I think, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's just for a time. I'm I have for a to time. remember
1: too not to let go of the things that work
0: right i'll try yeah. to fit something
1: else in and then all of a sudden i'm like wait why aren't we doing that or even the lunchlet thing for for us like there was a period of time where i was like wait we haven't read our book in like a week and a half like why are we not doing that yeah, yeah. and figure out you know
0: okay. get back to it mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that's good thanks for yeah. sharing laura yeah are we moving on to growth? Yeah, we're for growing it. in homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, this was challenging just because we did take a break for homeschooling this summer, and so um, I was like, "Well, how am I growing?" Because <laughs> I'm not doing it. But I think the area I want to grow in this year is kind of what you were talking about, Stephanie, with my kids taking the reins a little bit, but more in terms of their spiritual um, mm. life. Uh, I and obviously I can't control that. And so maybe it's more about me praying that for my kids. Like mm-hmm. really spending a lot of time praying that they, you know, we, you know, we go to church and and they we talk about the sermon and stuff and then we uh, we read the Bible in the morning and we talk about that. But like I would love to see them interested in it more than just me. This is me telling you one of my kids actually made a comment and he was we were talking about jobs they could do when they're older and I was kind of trying to speak some like encouragement into their life of like well i think you would be a really good this or that and i said something about politician and i said but you have to be a good politician and yeah. he goes oh don't worry mom i'll get all my information from you <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so uh, sweet. well uh, that's great but you do need to start thinking for yourself you know like at some point <laughs> and they're just he's 12 and he's so resourceful. You know yeah <laughs> Okay, well, you'll be my kind of politician, I guess. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just the idea of them taking the faith, their faith and making it their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I would love to see them reading their Bible on their own. They don't. <laughs> I've encouraged it. We have, They have devotional. Why don't you read your devotional tonight before you go to bed? They don't. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not really sure how God's leading that but I just I guess I need to pray and just trust that the Holy Spirit will lead them and into that my actually my daughter has asked some questions she's at night she'll talk to me about prayer and stuff and so that's cool Um, Mm -hmm. it might just be she's just more I don't know in tune or, or just more maybe she's just more interested I don't know anyway I don't know yeah I mean yeah so that's probably where I hope to see growth this year Mm. We would talk,
2: we still do, about like the sermon on the way home. We mm. would ask questions like, "What did you get out of it? What was your takeaway?" Yeah, um, and as he has gotten older, it's become just a more, a more rich conversation.
1: Mm. Um, so I don't know. Yes, we do try to do that when, yeah. but a lot of times we're in separate cars because I'm um, on worship team a lot, and not always, but so. For whatever reason seems so like we drive separate cars a lot to church <laughs> but um but I try to when I do yeah. I, you know, I asked them
0: today what did you think about I don't know if this helps at all but um because obviously I haven't been through it all yet so I have lots to learn but where I've kind of settled for right now is that it because I know some people will require their kids to do a devotional time and and I can see where that can be good. I'm not saying that's the wrong way to do it, but when I just reflect back on you know my growing up experience, I remember when I was around 13 or so, just thinking I need to start doing a devotion on my own mm-hmm. because you know it's talked about in church, it's talked about in Awana. I knew it was something my parents did, and so it's just something that I decided on, on my own that mm-hmm. I should do that. And I don't know if if my boys will do that or not, but I just feel like if we're setting the example and they're hearing the encouragement from various places that mm-hmm. they'll do it when, you know, they're ready when the Holy spirit yeah. is working on mm-hmm. them. And, um, so, and but you, part of that is letting control cause it's probably not going to happen in my timing. Right. right.
1: Right. Yeah. And I can't control it. I mean, I could f- tell them you have to read or whatever, but, right. um, and you said setting an example and I do struggle with yeah. having a daily time in the in the word but I do remember seeing my mom mm-hmm. in the morning I would come downstairs and she'd be sitting there reading her that's bible so Funny, me too. I, come I remember somewhere. seeing her do that and I'm like why don't I you know I need to do that I get into like where for like a couple of weeks I'm doing it really well I'm mm-hmm. doing a really good job and then it just something you know I don't know so
0: that's probably an area of growth I need to keep yeah. working on mm-hmm. right if we have to set the example yeah them right. follow. yeah yeah, yeah. How about
2: you,
1: Stephanie?
2: Um, again, just a theme <laughs> related back to um, this past year. So, so because of the conversations I had with my husband and my son, I was really reflecting a lot on that. And, you know, I'm kind of a type A personality and I thought my son's schooling was going to go one way and had it all planned out. And so um, we have this year dialed in. We know what we're doing for this year he's going to be in high school yes, next year and i have absolutely zero idea what we're going to mm. do everything's on the table as a possibility mm-hmm. we're just kind of doing it one year at a time and i'm struggling with that cuz that's really scary for me mm. cuz i also feel like the stakes are higher when you hit high school of you know you really want to set them up for you know what they could potentially be doing and right now it's just a blank slate and that's really scary and so i've been reflecting on conversation I had with my husband long before my son was born. um, Before he was born we had infertility issues and doors of adoption were shut and we lost several children of our own and during a really difficult time he took me to a, a picnic and a waterfall and he held my hand and he said Sweetheart, we have to remember these children are not our children. Mm. They're God's children. Our goal is to grow a family. God's goal is to grow a kingdom and redeem Mm. his people back to himself. And I've been thinking about that now that we do have my son, our son. And I so want to control what things will look like for him. But I keep telling myself he is not mine. Mm. He is God's child Mm. and God's goal is to grow his kingdom and redeem his people back to himself Mm -hmm. and that in the wake of it all, if things don't go my way, I'm not collateral damage in order for my son to go forth, you know, because my plans aren't being met the way I want them to, that we serve a really, really good God Mm -hmm. and a faithful God and that he will do what is good for both myself and my son and my husband and that my son's path will reflect what is needed to happen in order for him to glorify God. And so my my growth is leaning heavily into the Lord this year, and asking for wisdom for what that will look like, um, that God's will be done in his life, for us to be brave enough to accept what that will look like. I mean, it could be anything, I don't know. Um, to trust the Lord, again, with my son. I've always said, oh, yeah, trust the Lord. But now it's like, no, I really mm-hmm. need to trust the Lord yeah. with my son. Mm-hmm. And then also to trust my son and keep having these conversations that we've been having that that to help him figure out who he is in the Lord and what what he will do with his life um, and his schooling and his education moving forward. So that's my growth this year It's just praying for wisdom for the next... I'm just gonna do baby steps for the next yeah. year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of what this will look like for mm-hmm. for my kiddo. Yeah. And leaning into that, you know, I remember years ago, um, I used to pray, Lord, protect him, protect him. You know, because i just fearful and the world's scary. And I just mm-hmm. remember we are to be in this world though, so my mindset sort of shifted to Lord, equip him, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. equip him, equip him. And so I keep going back and saying, He's not my son. Lord, equip him. Give me wisdom on how to do that, and be okay mm. with with all of whatever that
0: will look like. So
2: that's my growth. Yeah, that's yeah. really
0: insightful. Because that's definitely, my prayer is God, please protect them from all these things. Yeah, and, and that, mom, you want that. Yeah, but, I, was but like, I really like that to pray to equip, equip them, them instead of yeah. protect. Mm-hmm. I still Maybe want both. Protection, Maybe both. <laughs> protect equip and them. equip. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: that, but being equipped might mean some really hard
1: times right you know some experience yeah. so definitely um I try to tell my kids that all the time like you will have hard times like it says you will have trouble like in this mm, world you know you will yeah. have yeah yeah hard times don't be surprised when it happens because yes. you will but yeah that's great I you said like all right we're Never mind, I can't repeat what you said. You said it so well, like (laughs) the the Lord is in control, and I wanted to be like, mic
0: drop, we're done. All right, she claimed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stop there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, my growth is something that I've been kind of thinking about a lot and uh, wrestling with within my heart, and I think that I have looked at homeschooling as a um, formula for my kids to turn out just right. Mm-hmm. And I think that if, you know, somebody said to me, well, there is no formula, I would have said, oh, yeah, I totally agree. But I don't think I really did. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, let go of control. But then when God's asked, actually asking us to let go of control, it's like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. no, no, no. Yeah. So I just over the past few months, I think it's really been sinking into my heart that there is no formula for turning out you know what what I want for my kids I want them to you know continue the faith and I want them to make good life choices and I just felt like you know homeschooling is the best way to to accomplish that and I'm just realizing more that you know you have kids who have graduated from whether it's homeschool public school private school who all of them are experiencing either what was continuing to walk with the Lord and make good life choices or some of them are walking away from the Lord and making poor life choices you know it doesn't necessarily matter what their schooling background was and mm-hmm. so it's the it's a good growth in me to be realizing that there's no formula I can't just depend on homeschooling to achieve the results that I want but I think the 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 flop side of it is that it's made me feel a little fatalistic like well, why am I bothering then? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna throw them in whatever school will take them because this is a lot of work. It's a a lot of work to homeschool and do all the rest of life also on top of it. And if it's not going to really matter in the end, then why? And so I feel like I've swung too far to that side of just kind of wanting to throw up my hands. And so I'm needing to find the middle ground. And I don't necessarily know what the middle ground looks like you know it might just be holding homeschooling more loosely in my hands instead of you know clutching onto it as this is going to be what saves my kids just holding it loosely that you know this is a good option we can you know put a pour a lot of you know hopefully plant a lot of good seeds into their life and um you know, or maybe it looks like a charter school or, you know, a combination or something. I don't know. I don't feel like God's calling us away from homeschooling necessarily, but I'm just realizing that I need to not, I need to hold it more loosely, I guess. And, um, when I have when I have questions, whether it's like, what should I cook for dinner tonight? Or like, what is the meaning of life? I like to go to my homeschool Facebook group and put it out there and get lots of responses Mm -hmm. and see what other people are saying. And so I I took it to my homeschool groups. and, And, you know, one thing that a couple ladies said that I thought was really good is just that You know we're we're called to plant seeds and to water them but God brings the growth Mm -hmm. we're not called to we're not we're not necessarily held responsible for the results you know Mm -hmm. and just because the results aren't what I want doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or that I failed you know I'm just called to plant the seeds and water them and another thing a few people said that was really helpful to me was that, you know, those kids who have graduated and have, you know, walked away from the Lord or made poor life choices, like, that's, that, you know, Lord willing, that's not the end of their story. You know, they Mm -hmm. still have years left to live and hopefully they have a good foundation in their lives to work off of and that just because they're making those poor life choices now, that's not, that's not the end of the story. You know, God still has a whole story written for them and so just trying to, you know, my kids are still young enough. It's not like, you know, I'm not experiencing any of that right now, but if I do in the future, those are I just feel like those are really insightful things to hold mm-hmm. on to, and to remember. So, yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's sounds,
2: sounds like hard. you and I are having similar.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think <hope> so.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I feel a little bit like I'm having a midlife crisis with homeschooling because <laughs> I've just been like all gung ho and all of a sudden I just felt like I've hit this wall and I'm just like, I don't know, do I need to buy a sports car or something like that? Well that help me feel better and get over this bump. But <laughs> I think it's just I need to find, you know, the middle ground. And my husband said something that was helpful too, is just that um, you know, it's and it, we have a lot of freedom. Like God kind of you know, he has certain things that he definitely commands us to do, but things like your schooling option is maybe not necessarily a right or wrong. And so, you know, it's not necessarily wrong that I'm homeschooling when I should really be putting them in a charter school or something. And it might not necessarily be wrong to put them in charter school, you know, instead of homeschooling. So I think part of that's unsettling because it's like, no, I want to know specifically what God is calling me to. But part of that is there's also freedom knowing that there's not necessarily a right or a wrong choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that it we're definitely called to be discipling our kids. We can't just shirk that responsibility, but that discipling can look a little, you know, it doesn't have to just look one way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it sounds like to me, when
1: you said you're going through a midlife crisis, it sounds like you're just decided to, you're holding it loosely as opposed to like holding it super tight. And Mm -hmm. I think like when we get in our head that this is what we're doing and we're going to do this forever then you've taken God out of the equation because you just never know what God it's wants true. for you the next year or the year after that and things happen and God directs our paths you know what is it the, the, the verse that says man plans his steps but the Lord directs his path yeah. you know and I think you're to me it sounds like you're just realizing you're gonna lean on the Lord for direction yeah and let go of a little bit say, this is what I'm doing right Yeah. yeah.
0: letting go of control yeah I think so That's good well thank you so much ladies for talking about this and thank you for joining us oh, Stephanie thanks for having me yeah
1: it's great it's always great to see you guys yeah, yeah. meet you yes
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh, we are wondering if our listeners would enjoy other topical episodes where the flops flips and growths are all related to a particular topic so if there's a topic you would enjoy hearing about please email us at momswithoutresumes resumes at gmail.com And as always, if you want to be on our show, we want to feature you. So please email us also if you're interested in sharing your flops, flips, and growths, Stay tuned for a lesson from the School of Hard Knocks.
2: When making dinner, make sure you check your ingredients. Cayenne pepper and paprika may look the same, but they do not taste the same.